getting book reviews for your new book on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by GetResponse. Are you a small business owner, professional blogger, or a marketing agency? GetResponse can help you connect with your audience in a meaningful way. To see how GetResponse can help your business and get your first month free, go to servenomaster.com backslash GetResponse. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. The hardest part of launching a new book, the hurdle that stops 99% of authors, new authors, even experienced authors, independent authors hit the same wall. We all hit it. We can't get enough reviews to kickstart the book. Books behave just like a high school fight. Two people start fighting and no one cares until that first bit of a crowd shows up. It's the crowd that brings a bigger crowd. No one wants to read a book on Amazon with no reviews. No one wants to read a book with just one, two, or three reviews. If I see less than 10 reviews on a book, I don't even take it seriously, unless the book is two or three days old. If a book is more than a week old, I need to see at least 10 or 20 reviews before I pay any attention to it. And this is how the entire network works. As your number of reviews crosses certain thresholds, the way people respect you will continue to rise and hit new levels. When you break 20 reviews, then it's 50, then 100. When people see anything above 500, it's another level. Anything above 1,000 really shows you're one of the top books on Amazon. So how can you become one of those people that gets reviews? Today's episode is not about longevity reviews. This is all about launch reviews, how to get those first 20 to 30 reviews where you have a brand new book and you're hitting that wall. When I launched my very first book several years ago, I approached everyone that I knew. I messaged all my friends on Skype. I messaged everyone I knew on Facebook. I messaged people that I am business partners with. People that I make tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars with in our relationship. I messaged 50 people that I have a deep relationship with and I thought, I'm covered. This will do it. Three weeks later, I had three reviews. You really discover that it's way too much effort for people to do a review based on friendship or family relationship None of my family members have ever left me a book review. Getting people to do all of this, it's way too hard. They have to buy your book, read your book, and then write a review. Most of those people, if you wrote the review for them and said, hey, just upload this to Amazon, they would. Now, that's a big Amazon violation. and get you into a lot of trouble, and you don't want to do that. It's too many pieces. People are glad to buy a book from you because they're your friends. You can certainly get a few sales, but when you need more than that, friendship isn't the right lever. You need to find ways to get reviews that don't depend on friendship because trying to get reviews that way leaves you disappointed, dissatisfied, and you won't have enough reviews to support your business. So you end up with a real problem. Today we're going to cover nearly a dozen of my freshest ways of getting reviews. I'll tell you right now, if you implement these, you're never going to have a problem getting reviews ever again. The key, before you start this process, is have a book that's good. Have a book that's got everything spelled right. Have a book with as few mistakes as possible. Even when you send a book through an editor two or three times, sometimes there's still a couple of misspellings. There's nothing you can do. 
it's almost impossible to have a book with zero grammatical and zero different types of error, especially because we put things in there that we consider artistic. We want a sentence to look a certain way. Sometimes we're copying and pasting a piece of information or a quote that has misspelling or a typo, and we have no choice but to leave it in there because it's a quote. Don't depend on family and friends because they're going to break your heart. Instead, follow me with a couple of these methods. The first and easiest method is simply going to NetGalley. It's a service that allows you to post books that people download, and in exchange for downloading, they're expected to leave reviews. Depending upon your niche, this can be a really good service. It's not so great for nonfiction. I'm mostly a nonfiction writer. I know that a large percentage of my audience is nonfiction. In my experience with NetGalley, you end up with sometimes one or two reviews at the end of the month. The service costs around $30 a month, and usually you have six books up at a time. So you could join groups that are doing a NetGalley run. So someone has a NetGalley account. Every month they put together six books, one book of their own and five other people's books, and each person pays $30 to cover that $180 a month fee. So when I did NetGalley, I got a really good review and a really bad review for Serve No Master. Cost $30. I paid $15 for a bad review. And the guy who wrote the bad review had the courtesy to copy and paste that review to nearly every forum. He wrote the review and posted it all over the place. And the weird thing is he gave me low stars and then you read the review and he's like, at first this book is terrible, but then I realized it's really good. He goes, it motivated me to change how I approach business and how I approach my life. And I'm making some changes in my business because I read this book, but I still don't think it's good. What can you do when you do a book about changing your life? The person says, I'm changing my life because of the book, but I still didn't like it. I achieved the results. And the guy from that galley still wrote a very harsh review that appears all over the place. He wrote it on like 20 different websites. Now I'm not upset because having a bad review that turns out to be a good review is really good for business. When you have a two-star review and everyone who reads it sees it's actually a good review, that's great. NetGalley is a great service though if you're doing fiction, science fiction, romance. There's just a lot more people who are interested in those platforms. So it's easier, much easier to get a lot of reviews. You'll get a lot more bang for your buck. It's a great place to start. It's the first thing to consider. Now when you're wondering where can I find someone running a NetGalley promotion, where can I find a group of people to join, you can go to kboards.com, K stands for Kindle, kboards.com, and I'll mention them a few places throughout this episode. That's where a lot of independent authors hang out, and that's where I found the last NetGalley promotion I joined. Very simple. Now speaking of forums, for every type of book you want to write, for every niche, for every topic, there are forums that fit it. If you write romance novels, there's some very strong romance novel forums. Same thing for science fiction. Whatever your topic is, go out and find the people that are on forums for your topic, for your category. We've talked about this in the research phase. You can use these same forums and get reviews several different ways. The first way is you can simply put a signature on your profile and every time you post a message, it allows people to visit a link or PM you to ask for a free copy of your book. Easy and very passive and then you're just an active person posting on the boards a lot. Over time, you'll start to get a lot of really great reviews. This system is very casual because you're not asking people but you do have to post a lot so people see your forum threads. Many of these forums also allow you to post a thread in a commercial section or an advertising section where you can say, I have a new book. I'd love to give away copies to members of this forum. I like being a member of this forum and I wrote a book for the people of this forum. Your respect level on the forum will determine 
how people respond. If you've been posting for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, you have a little bit of a presence. When you announce you have a book, you're gonna get a much better response than if you join the forum just to ask for reviews. The third way is to send a private message to people that are highly respected on the forum. You can see the people that write the best posts or the most eloquent are the most active. And just send a private message, say, I saw the way you post, you are an expert, and I would love to get your honest feedback on my new book before I really announce it to the world. I'd love for you to be an early reviewer, an early reader, because you know what you're talking about. Start off with a compliment, you're more likely to get the result you want. There's a great website called librarything.com. They run a contest every single day. You go there, it's kind of hidden, but if you log into librarything.com, first, you have to build up your library. It's similar to Goodreads. You have to select 50 books that you like. Until you have your 50, you aren't allowed to run a contest. So that's step one. Once you've selected 50 books you like, go to the bottom right-hand corner, below everything, hidden in the footer, it says early reviewers. If you click on that, and then click on members giveaway, you're allowed to run a little contest. And I usually run a contest for a week and give away copies, and you'll get quite a number of reviewers actually this way. And again, different genres get different response rates. That's why we have so many different methods. The great thing about Library Thing is their reviewers are very, very serious about what they do. You'll get the most eloquent, most high quality, most honest reviews from people. And very rarely do you get negative reviews from Library Thing. Usually someone on Library Thing who hates your book will email you. Someone from Library Thing felt that Serve No Master was a four-star book, not a five-star book, and she emailed me to say, do you want me to post my review on Amazon or just everywhere else? Because I know a four-star review can sometimes hurt your sales. It's very professional, and she gave me a lot of great feedback that helped me turn Serve No Master into a better book, but at the end of the day, I didn't really want a painful four-star review to be my first review, so I just told her post it everywhere else. It's still totally findable anywhere else, and then if I want, I could use the best parts as an editorial review. I mentioned keyboards before. It's always worth going to keyboards and doing a search for review. The great thing about this platform is there's authors who are very, very active on there. So they're trying every service, they're trying every tool, they're trying every technique. You can see all the time new posts discussing every review technique possible. So maybe you see a new company offering to help you get reviews. You can go to Kboards and see another author's already tried it and find out if it's any good. This is very, very valuable and will help you save time and it will help you avoid losing money on techniques that don't work. You can also find people that are looking to do review swaps, looking to read and review other people's books who have other advice in your genre. You can find a lot of great things on this platform, including editors and other types of designers. It's one of the best platforms out there, and it's definitely my favorite forum for authors. Another source to just keep these rolling in is goodreads.com. Goodreads is, just like Library Thing, it's a social network for people who love books. Goodreads is a very strong and very large social network, and in fact, Amazon acquired the company because it's so successful. So now, like everything else we use, it's owned by Amazon. Goodreads has forums where people discuss specific genres. You can become someone who posts in these forums or groups and develops a little bit of a presence before you start asking for reviews. There are also groups for people who want to review books. You can find, just by typing in review groups, a bunch of groups where people want to review books in each different genre. Again, it's a little easier to get reviews for fiction than nonfiction, which is why, as a nonfiction author, I have so many, many different techniques. Make sure you are very respectful of each group on Goodreads. People on Goodreads do not like when you break the rules. If you join a new group 
and throw in an inappropriate commercial post, you could really hurt your book when you upset a bunch of people, they grab a review copy, and then they decide to write how you're someone who breaks rules on Goodreads. So I would say be very hesitant, and when in doubt, don't ask for reviews on Goodreads. If you're sure, you can do really, really well, but wait until you're sure before you take that action. Something interesting that I always keep my eyes on are new book apps. Recently, about 10 or 15 different book social networks have begun growing on iTunes and the Google Play Store. These new social networks all have different angles, but the key element is that each of them is built around people's love of books. If you dial into one of these new social networks that no other authors are using yet, no one has figured out yet because they're so new, they're slowly developing, you can jump in fast to have a little bit of a presence on one of these social networks and start recruiting reviewers from people who love your genre. Any way you can find reviewers that other people aren't doing yet is going to be very powerful and very financially successful. You want to be the first one, not the last one. And the reason I'm not giving you a big list of these new book apps is because they're changing all the time. I have about 15 that I'm experimenting with a little bit with an intern and an assistant, and I haven't made any final determinations. So right now they're still in that testing phase, but I'm seeing a lot of good and interesting things there. There's also new social networks developing all the time that are similar to library thing and Goodreads and worth checking out. If you are proactive, getting reviews is very easy. The challenge for getting reviews is getting reviews without working hard. That's what every author really wants to do. What we really want to do is just push a button and then boom, our reviews are taken care of. I find getting reviews to be harder than writing the book, than editing the book, than any other part of marketing because you have to be very proactive. It takes a lot of effort. There are a lot of paid services that will help you get reviews and they run the spectrum. There are about five or 10 right now and they change every few months, new ones open, old ones close, that stay on the up and up with Amazon's terms of service. They don't break any of the rules and in order to do that, all they can do is offer people free copies of a book and then ask them to leave reviews. They can't force people to leave reviews. So you'll send out 100 free copies. If you're lucky, you'll get 40 to 50 reviews if you get 100 book requests. Most of these services usually generate between 10 and 30 reviews and they charge you at the end of the day 10 to $15 per review. It's really expensive, it takes a really long time my launch formula depends upon generating all of the necessary reviews in the first two weeks your book is live on Amazon. And the shorter that time window is, the better. If you can get all of those reviews in one week, that's even better. Some of these services, I got an email from one yesterday that said they were having a big promotion. Hey, 30% off, just pay $100 instead of $140 for 10 to 20 reviews, and we'll run your book in four to six weeks. By the time the promotion is ready to run, it no longer matters. Either my book has been successful or it's not. So I don't really recommend going in that route because it takes a long time and 10 to $15 review is quite expensive. They make no guarantees because it's not allowed. It would break their relationship with Amazon. So it's hope. You spend all this money and you hope you get some reviews. And some of the services are larger and smaller, but at the end of the day, all the services I know about end up costing you 10 to 15 per review. Even NetGalley, $30, I only got two reviews and it cost me $15 per review. I thought I was gonna get like 30 or 40 review because everyone sings the praises of NetGalley, but I think fiction does way, way, way better on there. One of my favorite ways to get reviews is by approaching Amazon's top reviewers. And in fact, I have a new book out 
the sequel to Serve No Master I'm working on getting more reviews for now. And I'm about to today go through a spreadsheet of 1,400 relevant reviewers. Here's my process. I look at 20 books that are similar to mine and I go through all of their reviewers. Every single reviewer who has left their contact information in their profile wants something. About half of the reviewers on Amazon have their email address in their profile. Another half have a website. So you have an email address or a website to contact people, not half the reviewers, but the split of people who leave contact information is half email and half website. If you want to be really quick and easy, you just use people who have left their email address, but I like to do both. So I'll go to everyone's website and see how hard it is to contact them. Many of these people will have a contact form or their email address on their website. They want to be successful reviewers. Amazon's platform rewards good reviewers. If you're a good enough reviewer, you can become a top 1,000, a top 500, a top 100 reviewer. You can even become what's called a Vine voice. And when you're in these categories, you get more and more free stuff. If you're a Vine voice, the stuff you get for free is awesome. You get televisions, Playstations, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff, couches, 3D goggles, all sorts of cool brand new technology just because they want your honest review because your reviews are so respected. So reviewers who take the job of reviewing seriously rise to the top. If you can get a review from someone in the top 1,000, that's great. The higher the rating it is, and it even says it above their profile. For every review they leave, it'll say Vine Voice or Top 100 Reviewer. That's gold. People respect those reviews. A review from one of those people is worth about 50 regular reviews because they're so respected. Amazon gives them really nice stuff, and they love getting free stuff. That's what these people love. Email them with a very simple template. Hey, my name is Jonathan. I'm a new author. I saw that you reviewed this book, and I mentioned the book where I saw their review. I, would, I have a new book out called This. I would love to have someone like you review it. Would you like me to send you a complimentary copy? For every 10 to 20 you send out, you'll get one or two responses. So it might take you 20 to 1, and sometimes you send 10 out, you get 2. I can't give an exact amount, but it's not bad, right? 5 to 20% of the people will respond and ask for a copy. Now you will get a percentage of people who ask for a physical copy and you have to make a decision. Do you want to spend 2 or $3 mailing a copy to this person? Or do you just want to do the people that will take a digital copy? That's the first question to ask yourself, important question. It can take a while to generate these lists and it can seem overwhelming. I use a piece of software, costs a couple hundred dollars, so I don't want to force you to do it quite yet. Until you've gone through three or four books, it's not worth investing in that. But you can manually do it. It takes to generate a hundred names, will probably take an hour to two hours of just opening new tabs with each person's reviewer profile. Once you have this list of people, don't immediately email them. I want to take you through this process very carefully. The next process is to go and look at each person's profile in detail. So you can do this during the initial phase or you can do this once you have made your spreadsheet, once you've made your spreadsheet. And your spreadsheet should have the person's name, their email address, the name of the book that they read and left a review for. Those three pieces of information we're going to use later in a tool called a mail merge. When I look at someone's profile, what I look for is someone who only leaves positive reviews. There are reviewers who, if a product is three stars or worse, will email you and tell you. And then there's reviewers who delight in only leaving bad reviews. I always check the bad reviews because I don't get very many, but I recently got a new bad review on Serve No Master, and I thought, well, what's going on? It's a pretty harsh review. I went and checked the person's profile. They've never left a good review for anything, okay? This tells me everything I know to know about the person. There's no point in messaging them or following up or trying to improve the customer experience 
because they don't leave good reviews. They've never left a good review in the 10 years they've been on Amazon. Look at people's profiles and get a feel for if they're a good person or a jerk. Jerks don't care if their bad review puts you out of business. Good people will give you the advice you need to fix your book. Sometimes a bad reviewer, will, a person who's going to write a bad review will email you and say, you have to fix your grammar in this book or I'm going to have to give you a bad review. It's not okay. They give you a chance to fix and you have a choice to make. Are you going to fix or are you just going to not do it? And that's really valuable. It's so much better to get the chance to fix it. So go through these lists. I only message people that do 90% five-star reviews and up. I look for people that only leave positive reviews because I want the odds to be in my favor. I'm not going to send a free copy of my book to someone who might just give me a three-star review. I'm not paying someone to give me a bad review. That's insane. This is your chance to a little bit ensure that you either get that good review or that they email you and tell you why. Build up a spreadsheet of people that you like the reviews, like the quality of their is, like the way they leave reviews. And then you can use a tool called a mail merge. So you have a spreadsheet and it will automatically send each of them an email and it will fill in those different names. Hey, name. This is so-and-so. I, s- I have a new book called this. I saw that you read, and it's another thing from the spreadsheet. So it pulls out whichever book they read from the spreadsheet. I would love to have you do that, and I would love to have you read my book. So I have a, you know, my little template's pretty simple. Would you like a complimentary copy of my new book is the title. And then the whole rest of the email is very simply, I saw you read a book similar to mine. I have a new book out. I would love to get feedback from someone who's as smart as you and is good at reviewing this type of book and understands the genre. If you would like a complimentary copy, just reply to this email and tell me what format works best for you. The reason I do this, instead of just sending them a PDF copy of my book, is that I would much rather pay 99 cents and gift them a copy of the book for 99 cents so that when they do leave a review, it's a verified review and it's more valuable. Much, much, much more valuable to use this format. Plus, when you send books with emails to a new person, when you send an email with your book attached or with a link to your book, oftentimes those end up in the spam or trash folder. Emails from a stranger should not come with an attachment or with a link. And professional reviewers also have an email account that's just for their Amazon review profile. So they treat that email address as a business address that's just for getting requests for free stuff. So you don't have to worry about being annoying, but you do want to keep it very simple and short. You don't need to write 75 paragraphs. They know what's going on because you emailed them from Amazon. They are used to getting these offers. Most people get several of these a week. And top reviewers probably get hundreds. That's one of the best methods. It's time intensive, but the results really, really pay off. Another way to get a few more reviews is to find bloggers who like your topic. Message them, via podcast people, message them and say, I'd love to give you a free copy of the book. I'd love to do an interview with you. I would love to do something where I get your feedback because you obviously know what you're talking about. I love your expertise. And same thing for Facebook groups. There's Facebook groups for other authors to connect with each other. And there's Facebook groups around every different topic. Find the best groups, the forums where people that are in your niche readers in your space, romance readers, science fiction readers, nonfiction readers, business readers, whatever, find where they congregate and then approach the head of the Facebook group and say, I'd love to run a contest to your group and give away free copies of my book. What do you think? Would that be okay? They run the contest and then the people who win, you just ask to leave a review once they've read it. You get that great feedback. If you take these action steps, if you follow these paths, you will never have to complain about hardest to get reviews. You'll never have to email me saying you can't get enough reviews for your book. If you really implement all 15 of these and can't get enough reviews, you have a serious problem. It's nearly impossible to do all of these methods. They're so time intensive. It would take, it would take two or three weeks to actually do all of these. I can't imagine someone working eight hours a day grinding on reviews, not being able to generate 20 reviews really easily. And in fact, if you just spend one full workday on this, you should get 10 or 20 reviews set up on the very first day your book is launched. And most of these techniques you can also use pre-launch. Before your book is ever launched, 
you can tell people it's coming out and start generating reviews that way. I'm very excited. Follow this method, generate reviews, and you can turn your book into a bestseller. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. To find out how you can get a free copy of my new book, head over to servenomaster.com backslash podcasts right now.